This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Please welcome Drew Barrymore. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I am so honored that you are here today and you chose to spend your time with us. Welcome to the show. We're starting today a little bit differently. Um, one of our missions in season two is to go a little deeper and explore some very real issues and feelings that I believe, I don't want to assume, that we all share. Um, and when someone that you love hurts you, it's easy to hold on to anger and resentment. And forgiving someone, you know, it's not always the easy choice. Um, it can be complicated. Um, funny enough, according to the Mayo Clinic, it's actually much healthier to let go of a grudge and move forward. And forgiveness can be very powerful. And I have to tell you, the term forgiveness has been such a huge theme in my life, especially the last few years. Um, and I received a letter from a young woman in East Berlin, Pennsylvania, who wanted advice on how to forgive her mother so they could mend their relationship. Um, Rachel Grimm says her mother stepped out of her life at a time when she needed her most, and Rachel is here to tell her story, and so I want to welcome her. Rachel Grimm, everybody. Hi, Rachel. You're so fabulous. Really? You're so fabulous. Oh yeah. my goodness, I like, love you came dressed up you. in your hot pink suit. Okay, I this think is we good. could just sit here and compliment each other all day. I like it. Um, okay, I was very excited to talk to you yeah. and your story really spoke to me. Yeah. And will you tell me and everybody about the letter you sent? Yes, let me read you my letter. Drew, I'm writing to you to ask for your help repairing my bond with my mother after she moved out and left my dad, brother, and I nearly 10 years ago. The situation took away my confidence, brought on resentment, and forced me to balance being a freshman in college while worrying about what was going on back home. You are such a confident, change-making daughter and mother, so I believe you're the best person to get through to me and my mom. Thank you. And I mean that. <laughs> I am so honored yes. that you think that. Absolutely. And you know, getting down to business, I this is the subject that is my karmic journey yeah. in life. Yeah. What happened to your mom and what was your relationship growing up? So growing up, we were super close because she instilled such a confidence in me to be confident in the woman that I was and to go after anything I dreamed. Um, just pushing me to be my absolute best in everything I did. So that's like where we were. Um, before everything. So what do you think led 
to that estrangement and will you tell us about how that occurred? 2008, the recession hit the United States and a lot of families suffered a lot of loss and loss that was ongoing. And so my family was a part of that. We lost our home, our cars, and in that lost the relationship with my mom. I mean, in addition to that loss then, my brother um, was diagnosed with type one juvenile diabetes. So my parents were under a lot of stress financially, relationally, and ultimately it led to their demise. And I mean, it was a long time coming, but um, when I was going into college, kind of everything hit the fan. It all culminated into um, officially, you know, losing everything and my mom truly packing up a U-Haul and leaving and not, us not being aware what her life was going to look like from there and us not being a part of it. And you're 18. Yes. You're going to college. Yes, in college. And a U-Haul is packed up. Yes. And she leaves. Yes. How did your life change after that? I mean, that caused a lot of a lot of resentment, honestly. Um, and it took away that confidence that she had built in me. Um, you know, figured out things with my family to be with my dad and my brother. I worked full time to like provide for our family and also to be able to go to college. So it was a lot, but we're here. <laughs> Did you talk to your mom during this time? She would check in sp sporadically, um, but primarily I, had the opportunity to study abroad when I was in college. I worked really hard at that full-time job and made it happen to study abroad. And while I was there, she um, would reach out via email, which was really powerful, I think, and to me showed, showed that she cared, you know, because in that time I felt like she didn't. And so she reached out to me and she would just send me little correspondences, correspondences of like what's going on back at home, right? Not our home, right. but in the States and checking in on me um, with my internship and my school and everything I had going on there. We never in that time necessarily touched on things with my family. Um, and I don't know if that's because it was email wise. I think honestly, there had been such a loss of a relationship in that time. I think that was her way of slowly trying to come back in and maybe rebuild it. And it being surface level was easier than her digging deep into those like really hard moments. What are you hoping the outcome might be like today and moving forward? Absolutely. Well, it doesn't have to be exactly what it was back then because I'm an adult now, you know, and just being able to build that confidence in our relationship and not just be mother and daughter, but be mother, daughter, friend too. Woman to woman too, <laughs> you know? Yes, exactly. I think the word friend doesn't fit in a mother-daughter relationship, yeah. personally. Yeah. I always tell my daughters, I am not your friend. Yeah. I am your mother. And my mother acted very much like a friend and that was our relationship and That's it did not her. work. Yeah. Um, so woman to woman, mother to daughter, I'm interested to hear your mom's perspective. Absolutely. What her reasoning yeah. and side of her street is. Yeah. And then let's bring this all together. Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move 
or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome back. Before the break, we met Rachel Grimm, who wrote into the show seeking advice on how to repair her relationship with her mother. We are joined by her mother, Tana Becker. Tana, I'm really interested and excited to hear what your experience was, what you were going through. Well, first of all, I love both my kids. So I love them very much. So I didn't uh, never uh, set out to hurt them or you know anything like that. But um, it was just a really rough time. My son, I guess it was 2007, he was diagnosed with diabetes. And up until that point, I was pretty much able to control everything that happened to them. And I liked that, you know, because I could keep them safe. And uh, that happened. And then, um, then in 2008, we had a, a family business and the recession kind of started tearing away at that. And I was, felt like I was losing control. And then my husband coming in telling me that we were gonna lose our home. So I was like, I, I just had it in my head that I need a break. So I just was like, I've, I've had enough, you know, I need to, they're old enough and they'll be fine with their dad because he's a good person. So I packed my stuff and I moved out. And your daughter is 18. Yes. But your son is 15. Yes. When you leave, did you tell them you were leaving? They knew that I was leaving because they saw everything being packed up because I took time to, to pack things because I felt guilty, but I needed it. So when I was getting things together and packing things up, I was only taking what I absolutely needed because I didn't want to um, make it worse than what it was gonna be. You know, this I think is something that is very important for me to ask mm -hmm. and for you to hear. Mm -hmm. um, how did you feel when Tana left? I mean, it was obviously very hard and heartbreaking. I mean, my mom had always instilled in me such a level of confidence to be myself and to live the life I dream. And um, I felt like she was one of my biggest cheerleaders. And for her to leave in that time that was where I was finally going after that thing, you know, going to college and pursuing this dream that we had like talked about so much, um, for her to be gone in that time was obviously hurtful and caused me to have a lot of resent for some time. Um, 
there was a really emotional moment where you showed up at the airport. Can you guys talk to each other about that? Absolutely. Well, she was asking me earlier about when we would have started like really talking and trying to work on a relationship. And I really look back to when I was in London studying abroad as that time, just talking about, you know, what life was <laughs> <Sorry>. like, <laughs> what life was like for you back home and what life was like for me in England. And, um, you know, I really treasured those emails and those moments. And so when you were there, when I got off the plane, and even though, you know, you and my dad weren't together anymore, but you were both there to pick me up, sorry. Um, to me, it was like a sign of moving forward, yes. right? Of, of yep. what yep. it had the potential to be. Yep. I mean, Tana, what yes. are your expectations moving forward? And also, what are you able to manage so that Rachel can hear this and not expect highs where you might not be able to deliver? What is yeah. your vision uh, moving forward? I would just like to have total forgiveness. Yeah. And just for us to be able to build a relationship from here <laughs> and just and try to get get something back that we have I mean I know it's not ever going to be the same but at the same time you're much you're older now too and it will be different but the forgiveness is is what I'm looking for I'm just going to say something too I don't know about any of you but daughters to mothers like I think we have a predisposed expectation yes. where we don't want you to be selfish, you know? Yep. And I, I, I will tell you, I am, I still am. I'm a very selfish person. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I, I think very, you need to hear that and yeah. it's not what you want to hear, but yeah. I'm glad that is out. I am a very selfish person when it comes to myself. I like what I like when I like it and I'm just, I... It's just me, it's the way I am. But I'm learning in the past few years, I'm really learning to work on that, that I, to put others first. It's thank hard, you. it is hard. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Really, honestly, my mom was selfish too. Yeah. And it screwed me up. Yeah. But you know what? I carried that with me yeah. and I acted as a place from a wounded child yes. who also felt like they had to be an adult too quickly mm -hmm. and I didn't understand the parent-child dynamic. This is a big thing in therapy. There's a yeah. reason they call it a parent-child dynamic. Yeah. And when that skew is off, it is confusing. And as selfish as my mom was, um, I have to give her a lot of room, too, because I was not easy. Um, our life was uh, set up for a crash-and-burn disaster. Um, I was a child actor. I was going out. I was completely out of control. She actually had to put me in an institution, and she did not know how to control me anymore. Things were out of control. I got legally emancipated from her at 14. Um, these were very painful things for both of us to go through. And I know that she has her side of the story and she's not here 
to tell her perspective. But I know that she had a man who left before I was born. Um, she had a past with her family. Her choices came from things that were real for her. Right. And as a woman, I could finally see and understand that. Yeah. And we've made peace. Yeah. And we now text and talk. And Good. I can reach out to her. And I know this is morbid, but I'm so relieved that she's still here on this planet so that I have the chance to do this with her. And another thing I want to say is as you're growing together in this new chapter, you guys have spent a lot of time apart. So yeah. if feelings start to flare and rise up, go to your corners, give each other some space, <laughs> yeah. Re you know, regulate. You guys have survived a lot of time apart. You don't need to be this right now. Yeah, right. And you can move forward allowing that time and space. Yes. Um, it has been such a privilege to be a part of this conversation. And if you would like to continue it um, after the show, we actually um, have someone that we can set you up with awesome. um, who's incredible and awesome. an actual trained professional who I am not. I am just- <laughs> But you did amazing. <laughs> yes, this, this was amazing. so healing. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. She needs you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> Thank for you. doing this with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Rachel Grimm and Tana Becker for sharing your story and being so vulnerable with me. I am Absolutely. with you. Please, let's keep in touch. Let's check in and keep this going. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Life is a journey. Keeps <laughs> going on. We'll be right back. Thank you, guys. So much. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. with the other P in my culinary pod. It's Chef Pilar Valdez. Okay, I am so excited because our cookbook baby is almost out. Um, it drops on November 2nd. Okay. Um, yeah, I just said drops, because I'm cool. <laughs> no. It's on pre-order now, though. Yes. So Rebel Homemaker out this fall. That's right. And Pilar and I have worked very closely on this book. It is really a love letter. <laughs> it's both of half of our hearts put into one shape. Absolutely. Um, and this month, we got something else to celebrate. Um, our friends at Cherry Bomb, uh, they are an incredible... Sort of, um, if you are a chef, this is the tippity top. It's like, <laughs> it's uh, a wonderful uh, place that really champions women in food. So they have the magazine. Um, they're also, they also do in-person and live events, which are really amazing. They have a tremendous podcast as their well. Their covers feature Padma Lakshmi, mm -hmm. Martha Stewart, you know, um, uh, to name a few. Mm -hmm. Every Absolutely. important and interesting chef. And I had a dream that maybe one day Pilar and I would be 
uh, on Cherry Bomb, which was just like such a pipe dream. Anyway, we're so honored because this month that dream came true. We're Cover Girls, and we can't wait to show you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, Cherry Bomb! I want to thank you, especially our dear friend, Carrie Diamond, who is not just the editor-in-chief. She is the woman who helps other women, takes care of restaurants, and really is just a champion for all things in the culinary world. Absolutely. Thank you, Cherry Bomb, for having us. Thank you, Cherry Bomb. We'll be right back. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I'm so excited. Our next guest is a stand-up comedian, actress, producer, New York Times bestselling author, and one dope queen. Now, her new book, Please Don't Sit on My Bed in Your Outside Clothes, which I did last night, by the way, is a funny and thoughtful look into her life and what we've all experienced together over the last 18 months. And I love this woman, okay? Please welcome the hilarious Phoebe Robinson! For you, I got the wig on. I'm giving you garden party. Okay, I mean, and you always know that a good wig comes in handy. Yes. In fact, you like always have one on. Hand. I always have. I have it in my purse. I just keep a wig. You never know. You know, <laughs> never know what's going on. I shaved above the knee for you. Oh like, my god! Okay. By the way, <laughs> Phoebe, I recently shaved too. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's a yes, big yes. deal. It is a big deal. Life is busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, first up, I sat on my bed last night and your title is haunting me. Why did you come up with this title? You know, I think anyone who's black and has black parents, like your, your parents are like, we got to keep this house clean. So Phil and Octavia were like, no joke. We would come home from school and they were like, strip down, go shower, and then you can relax. And then I didn't think it stuck with me. And then in college, like, I was so militant. I would be like, you can't sit on my bed. You're in a dorm room. There's, like, no, there's no couch. And so I'd be like, you can sit on the corner, but, like, half a butt cheek has to hang off. Like, I was... That makes sense. <laughs> like, dorm room, <gasps> studio apartments, by I the way. Mean, oh, my God. She has not seen the cover of her book yet. I haven't seen In a hardcover. Oh you ready? God. Here we go. Clothes on Correct. the bed. Yes. Any other non-negotiables? I 
at this point, I am 36 years old. I do not share fries anymore. I am done. Because people are like, oh, I'll just have one. I'm not, I'm not. And then they're like, ah, ah, ah. and I'm like, I didn't get any fries, so I do not share a little snacky things. Get your own fries. Well, something you yeah. can do with other people is play games. And yes. I am a major game player, and I gotta tell you, we're gonna play a game called MASH. Does anyone know what MASH is? Does anyone remember MASH? Okay, so before the show, Phoebe and I both gave our list. Yes. Um, all right. Um, can you explain the game MASH really quickly to anybody who's watching um, or here who might not know what it is? Yeah, so do you remember like before phones when we just had pieces of paper and friendship? <laughs> so you would just like sit with your friends and like it stands for, uh, was it mansion, apartment, shack? House. House. Yeah. And you just pick different categories, like who your husband's going to be, how many kids you're going to have, like... Where you're going to live. Yeah, all those kind of things. And then you would just play it and, like, be like, oh, I want, like, three kids with, like, you know, Usher. Um, okay, well, before the show, we each played for each other, and now it's time to show the results. I'm going to read yours first. Okay. 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 You are married to Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> okay. Um, right. You have 18,000 kids. <laughs> Um, you are a tennis player. Okay, yes, I love tennis. This is my favorite sport. Well, you okay, put, great. this was your list. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you live in London. I love that. Okay, I love, because my boyfriend's British, so I love London. You know what? Hannibal Lecter in London is doable. Well, and you drive a G-Wagon. <laughs> oh, and a G-Wagon? Okay, yes. I should have been like tennis champion, not just like a player. Right? Like <laughs> I know, it's, it's your fantasy. Okay, what is my okay. fantasy slash reality? What do Ooh. I get in MASH? I can't wait to hear about okay. my life, Phoebe. Okay, your spouse, oh, this is a good one. Your spouse is Trevor Noah. <gasps> I mean. You don't understand. He's I have so the hot. biggest crush on him. I always have. He <sighs> is, he's the complete package. Yes. Like I had the hots for Ted Koppel growing up. <laughs> Um, and David Letterman, who both kind of actually have like a similar sexy Alfred E. Newman newscaster vibe. Yeah. So this is great. Okay, wait, I think so. Okay. I'm excited about my yeah, husband. Yeah, so Trevor, okay, perfect. You're, you have 1,000 kids. Yeah, <laughs> better than your 18,000. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my poor hoo-ha. Okay. Um, <laughs> she is tired. Um, I mean, and understandably yeah. so. Mine's just taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, your job is you are an ad man, ad mm. woman. That's great. I have okay. always wanted to be in advertising. It's yeah. storytelling. You have mm -hmm. finite time to capture the attention, get your point across, and like get someone to emote. Oh, that's great. You you would. I want to say by the way earlier, like I want you to be my therapist because you shut it down. You like. Gave all the knowledge. You were vulnerable. You did not come from a place of judgment. Oh. It was incredible. I was like, backstage, I was like, and do what else? Oh, okay, what else should I do? I mean, I'm just saying. Thank you. It was really good. Oh it was so good. Um, okay, you're going to live in Idaho. I love Idaho. Bring it on. Okay, great. And then your car is an El Camino. Oh, yeah, it yes. is. <laughs> and I'm driving, and Trevor's in the passenger seat. We're in Idaho. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. And we have 1,000 children. Yes, it's a lot. I mean, this is, see, this is just so fun. Yeah. I mean, thank you, Phoebe, really, for 
kind of showing how it's done. You're very prolific. You have two dope queens on HBO. You are a publisher. You make us laugh. Mm. I gotta laugh. I gotta have a sense of humor. I gotta stay light. I will not stay stuck. I will not stay in the dark. But it is people like you who put the funny out there. So thank you. Thank you so much. And congratulations on your brand new book. You hold it up. That's right. Phoebe's book. Please don't sit on my bed in your outside clothes. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Something I'm discovering recently is this concept. I'm calling it modeling love. And uh, simply put, it's like your positive actions as a parent show your kids how to be good humans. And that's why we love dads who are doing just that in our program that we started very first on this show in season one. Good dad program. That's right. And our next three guests are three dads from Memphis, Tennessee, who made headlines for their nonprofit that serves in their youth community. And the magic dads are making dreams come true one book bag, barbecue, and barbershop visit at a time. Please welcome Didrick, Ford, Jason Bobo, and Marvin Boyd. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to meet you guys in person. Oh, yeah, we are too. We are too. Diedrich, tell us why the Magic Dads organization was founded. Yeah, well, we're all cousins, and we started the organization in our in our neighborhood. There's a lot of violence and uh, drug and gang activity that traumatizes our streets and our community. Um, so we started out giving haircuts. Uh, and this event grew to the point where we wanted to offer other things like giving away the book bags and, and giving away the school supplies to help the community. I work as a teacher's assistant for special needs. So I see hand in hand every day the anxiety, the depression, and the struggles that the kids deal with. I also have a t-shirt printing company where I do uh, what they call memorial t-shirts, RIPTs, and there are kids that are barely 18 that have collections of these shirts from their friends uh, dying and being killed on the streets. Oh it's so disheartening. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Marvin, are the kids that you serve and take care of, like, do you see that they need role models? Absolutely. I mean... And we started this group just to let them know that, hey, we're positive role models and we do what we can for you. And we just want you to, you know, don't make your life so hard. Life's already hard as it is. Don't, don't make your life so hard doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Jason, mm -hmm. what does the Magic Dads symbolize? What's the intention? Tell us about it. 
Okay, well, I also have a barbershop called Magic Hands. So we started uh, small with like events in the barbershop and so for the community and so all the kids would come there. So that's how we became quote unquote the magic dads of the community. So then like our first event, we used to give haircuts and hairstyles for the girls and boys going back to school for their first day of school. So that's how we initially got into it and became. Did you groom your own beard? Because it's I did. awesome. I actually did. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is, I did. that's Thank one you. of the best beards I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, you're responsible. I yeah. got to call that out because I, like, I'm looking and I'm yeah. loving. They always ask me what kind of oils and things I'm using in it, so. Marvin, what do you tell yourself to motivate? Oh, uh, well, that's the thing. I don't want to toot my horn or anything, but this was my and idea. <laughs> it was my idea. Toot, toot, go. But I, I got with my cousins, and I, I, I just, we just see so much violence around. I said, hey, you know, we're good guys, and it's something we need to do. It's something we need to tackle because it, it's getting rough out there, and we just want to show the kids a positive role model. Um, all right, what's next, uh, Jason, for the Magic Dads organization? Oh, well, we're actually hoping that they can expand and grow and just uh, teach the kids different things and... Just it'd be a better uh, way of living in the community as we change. I love this, and we are so happy that you are always giving back to the community. So I thought it was about time that you guys were on the receiving end, and we had custom Magic Dad jackets made for each of you. So um, if you don't mind, we'd love for you to wow. throw those on if you're Thank interested. You. Oh, no wow. pressure, of course. Oh wow! Thank you, Paula. Oh wow! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Molly, so much. I love this. I love this. I love this. Thank you. Thank and they're cool. They're Letterman jackets, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's not all. Our friends at State Bags are also providing you with 200 book bags to give oh, back to wow. the children. Wow. You wow. take Thank care you. of and mentor. Thank and you. then there's one last thing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Whoa. We wow. want to gift you with this um, $5,000 check just to, again, enable um, you to keep doing what you're doing. And um, I'm going to match this, so it'll be $10,000. And don't forget to go to our website at thedrewbarrymoreshow.com and see what the Magic Dads are doing. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you. Building the model. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And let's follow up, okay? I want to know what the Magic Dads are up to. All right. Thank you. Diedrich Ford, Jason Bobo, and Marvin Boyd, all the way from Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, we'll be right back. Thank you guys so much. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
is your daily spritz of the ode to good news. And with me at the desk is the best smelling man in news. It's Rossi Ross Matthews. Well, thank you so much for noticing, Julie. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We're coming in hot today with the uh, photo that's sparking massive internet debate. Okay, the New York Post reports that a British man named Darren Dowling recently shared a pic of what his hotel room looks like when he's finished with it. You seeing that little camping trip he's set up there? <laughs> All right, well, before he checks out, he strips the bed and leaves everything in little piles. This just blew me away. I, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good human being, right? You are. Well, thank you. I know you. Well, you are. But I've never done that. When you leave, that's the nicest thing. Should we all be doing this? Drew, do you do this? I've never stripped the bed, but I have an obsession, and it is cleaning hotel rooms before I check out. Mm -hmm. um, I will not leave them dirty. If, I, if there are towels, I compile them. Um, I make the bed, even if it's just sort of like, you know, it doesn't have to be hospital corners levels because I know it's going to get undone again. You know, I'm not really surprised by this at all, Drew. And in fact, I have some evidence. You don't even know about this. But this is you in 2014 in a hotel room. <laughs> Chris Miller, our executive producer, sent these to us. You had spilled makeup on the carpet, and before you checked out, you got a vacuum and cleaned it all up. And you were pregnant on your hands and knees on that floor in the hotel room. Well, um, I mean, that also just shows my other obsession, which is stain removal. So I don't know <laughs> if that just shows how insane I am. Yeah. Um, and that my stand for stain segment on the show is, you know, really true. It's not an act. I am obsessed. I just cannot bear the idea of housekeeping, walking in, and not seeing that level of gratitude and respect. I so appreciate that. That being said, I'm not going to start stripping beds at a hotel room, and I'll tell you why. Because every time I go to sleep in one, I think to myself, don't think about what happened on this bed before you got here. Don't think about what happened on the And I certain, if I don't want to think about it, then I certainly don't want to pull the sheets off and see it, right? So as much as I want to be a good person, uh, sorry, not sorry. We took an Instagram poll and asked, have you ever stripped the hotel bed? And it was a resounding no. Okay. 23% stripped the bed and 77% said, I have never. Well, I have never even thought to do it. So now maybe that number will go up. Maybe people are inspired to do it. Who knows? <laughs> Just not me. All right. Next, we've got a story for anyone out there suffering from a little post-divorce dating anxiety. You never thought about that before, but... Once you exit one marriage and you're out there in the world, it, it must follow you around. Well, I guess you haven't had to think about it. Well, I've never been divorced, um, so we'll, we're going to get into it. Uh, Inside Hook says, if you worry people are going to judge you for being divorced, don't worry. Experts say many daters actually see someone being divorced as a plus. Because you want someone who wants to commit, okay? Maybe it didn't work out last time, but it could this time. They're resilient, and you learn lessons that might make you an even better partner. Mm. I think it's like if you were a runner and you didn't win one race. Do you stop running? No. You got stronger from that race. You got better from that race. I think your failures teach you what you need to know to go forward. So I think there's such value in the life experience of being divorced. I'm going to play a surprising devil's advocate, maybe. What? I, I get it. I get why people might look at someone. I have three divorces under my belt, and I understand if someone looked at me and was like, 
is there something wrong with her? I kind of get it. And I, if I met a man who was thrice divorced, I might be like, what's that all about? And until you really get to know somebody and their story, you don't know why, and it can seem like too many notches on a belt. And I don't judge people for judging it. I thought you'd be real hippy-dippy about it, but I think that that's... <laughs> <laughs> I think I speak for everyone, but I, I actually find that so refreshing because you do come at it from your point of view. Listen, we have someone in the audience actually, and I was excited to get their take. Um, Jaina, uh, you're out there uh, dating after a divorce. What is the vibe? Has any surprises occurred? What's your state of mind and heart? I am really big into the dating apps and, and being honest in your profile and, and putting it out there. And, and at first, I agree with you, it was kind of intimidating to admit that I have a divorce under my belt. I felt like I had a big D across my forehead, D for divorce, D maybe for damaged goods. Mm. Um, but then I realized I'm so fabulous that the good things about me outweigh any kind of negative connotations that being divorced might have. Uh, I like your spin on it. You seem confident. And I will say one thing. People pick up what you put out there. So mm -hmm. if you're like, I've been divorced three times, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, God. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, yeah, dude, my journey is what it is, and I wouldn't be who I was without it, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so I like your attitude because you are defining and setting the tone so I congratulate you on that. Yeah, and cute shoes. And you're so stylish and beautiful and hot. Just because, you know, you might not be hot to trot, um, <laughs> you know, for a partner, I am the ultimate romantic. Yeah. I love talking about love. And if there is one person in here who is not contending with a relationship of some sort, then we're probably not alive. You got a sister, a mother, a brother, a cousin, a coworker, a friend. Come on, aren't we all dealing with relationships? Mm -hmm. I saw something that I wanted to share with you that reminded me of the definition of romance, and it's a tip from the Sunnyside Handbook. Oh. This is just a little tip on how to squeeze the most out of that lemon of life, and it comes from the one and only Helen Mirren. That's right, People reports that she posted this pic of dancing in the rain in Venice with her co-star Vin Diesel. May Helen Mirren be the grandest reminder to us all that if it's raining outside and you have the opportunity, go dance in it. Create that romance and poetry in your life every opportunity that you get. It reminds me of a quote by an author I love, Isaac Dennison. The cure for anything is salt water, sweat, tears, or the sea. So when it rains, throw your arms open and your head back and dance. Yes, true. Love and that. And we'll be right back with more Dude News. Oh. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And 
Welcome back. It's almost time to go, but before we do, we like to leave you with a little something to take on the go in the doggy bag. <laughs> there he goes. And today it's an incredible nonprofit that we featured in the current magazine that I make. Yes, it has my name on it. <laughs> Just a Kind Note is recruiting letter writers to be part of their movement to spread kindness one note at a time. And you can sign up with a commitment to write at least three notes a month, and they'll hook you up with addresses for some people who could really use some kindness. Elderly people, college kids, first responders, small business owners, and it's designed to require no response from those who get the letters, just kindness with no strings attached. And they've already sent out 18,000 notes, Rossi. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I know. I want to I want to do this too. Let's let's do it. All right. Okay. Hopefully maybe someone will want to join in on this wonderful cause and thank you to all our guests for being here at the studio today and everybody watching at home. We're on the go. We're so honored you two to spend your time with us. Take this good energy with you. That's what you take on the go. We'll see yeah. you soon. with Dora and Boots for a musical adventure in her brand new podcast. Recipe for Adventure. It's Dora's recipe for adventure, and she's cooking up special treats with all her friends and family. We've got everyone's favorite dishes. Empanada. Paleta. We're cooking up a family adventure, and Dora has the perfect recipe. Listen to Dora's recipe for adventure wherever you get your podcasts.